Before we dig into this amazing and dynamic episode, I want to let you know one thing. I was super nervous to interview Melissa Street. I don't know why, because everything worked out. It was so amazing. As a matter of fact, because our conversation was just so amazing, this is actually a two-part episode. So today's episode, we're going to be covering a day in the life of Melissa Street. What does a typical day look like for a production artist at the level of Melissa Street? Okay. It's probably not what you think. Then we're going to go into the development of her career, which is key to understanding how to make it in the beauty industry If you are a beauty enthusiast and you just are interested in seeing how you can progress in a career of makeup, this is golden. And a lot of the advice can be used no matter what industry you work in. And the last topic we're covering in this episode is all about mentorship. We've talked about it before, but Melissa goes into such great detail with very practical advice from being a mentor and also her experiences as a mentee. And I think that is so vital in this super fast culture where it's just more, 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 fast, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. This really slows it down, breaks it down as to why mentorship is so important and why you don't skip steps. We will be covering all the rest of the interview in part two. You're just going to have to wait for that. I cannot wait to dig in and I hope you enjoy this. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. It means the world to me. Enjoy. You are listening to the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sachare, former military officer turned professional and award-winning makeup artist and educator and author of the book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist. This podcast is for makeup enthusiasts, makeup artists, and everyone in between. I share insights about the beauty industry, invite industry experts, and try to keep the content more about makeup education and less about buying this or that. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Melissa Street is an eight-time Emmy Award-winning makeup artist for television and film, specializing in 4K, 6K, and 8K digital filming. She's a veteran in the industry with over 30 years experience and has worked on shows like 2020, Larry King Live, Guidance, Playbook 360, and Nancy Grace, as well as films like the upcoming Top Gun and Super Athlete, just to name a few. Her impressive clientele includes many celebrities and high-ranking individuals, and she's a respected leader in the makeup artist community and is also more informally known for her amazing kit setup and organization. In today's episode, we're going to dig deep into Melissa's 30-year-long career and discuss her company, Epic Makeup, the importance of mentors and mentorships, and the necessary steps to success. We're going to wrap up by discussing how advancements in visual technology, like moving to HD, 4K, 6K, and 8K, have impacted her work and where she envisions makeup in the future. So without further ado, I'd like to officially welcome Melissa to the show. Hey, Melissa. Hi. I am so, so glad that you are here. I have a confession. What's that? You're my very first podcast. Woo-woo. Well, now everybody is going to come. Let's start here. So 
Of course, after reading the incredible, impressive introduction and having, you know, researched your career, which everyone, I'm going to link everything in the show notes so you can read more about Melissa. Instead of asking you that predictable or expected question as how you got your start, I thought it would be fun because we do have a lot of makeup enthusiasts who don't actually know what it means to be a production film television artist to give us a taste of what a day in the life is like to be working on set or in production, just a typical day. What's it like? A typical day. Well, let me explain a couple things real quick. So television and film, union or non-union, it is a broad spectrum of different types of filming. While cameras and lighting and things like that will probably be the same, you can be doing anything from corporate video work where you're working with high-end, high-level CEOs, founders of companies, CFOs, anybody like that. You can be working with political people, members of Congress, House of Representatives, any of that stuff. You can be doing anything like that. It's like almost anybody who is having an interview or if their company is rebranding and they want to do video work. So that's one aspect. Then there's the commercial aspect, both local and national and sometimes global commercials. Then you have news media or press interviews, right? Or tours, press tours. Then you have television shows, right? Then you have short films, you have major motion pictures or feature films. It's literally this huge, massive, broad spectrum of television and film work. Union spends most of its time in the, you know, television series and or the feature film work where all the rest of it can be union, non-union. Sometimes the national commercials are also union. It all depends. But some of it can be non-union. So it's a nice little mixture of both so that you can make sure that you're working consistently. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. So a typical day for me is usually (laughs) booking a client or booking a project and speaking endlessly (laughs) with production in all ways. So we talk these days, we talk, you know, weeks, sometimes months in advance, and we go over everything that has to do with the makeup department or the look or the character development or the script or whatever it is. If you're doing things that are non-union, even corporate video work, there's sometimes a script. So I like to get all of that information so that I can make sure that I'm prepping correctly. So we spend endless amounts of time doing that. We go over NDAs, deal memos, we send out estimates, and we go back and forth and back and forth. Sometimes the negotiation process is very easy. Sometimes the negotiation process is not so easy. (laughs) We have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, but we're also taking care of the talent and we're taking care of the crew actually too, meaning that we're taking care of ourselves so that we don't cause issues with crew. Then we go into the prepping process and that can be anything from me breaking down a script to packing for my kit, cleaning the makeup kit, maybe getting together ahead of time, actual products and looks that I want to have in my arsenal for when I go on set. So I also require that production, if they can send me any kind of video or any kind of pictures of who we're shooting or filming. And we go from there. So 
Then we come into the whole, you know, in the COVID preparation, I want to say, you know, most makeup artists, let's say 90%, because I know not everybody works clean, but I want to say like 90% of our industry has always worked as if we were in a pandemic, cleaning, constant cleaning, more cleaning, you know, constant throwing away of product, constant replacing of product. So I want to say that most of us do that. So, and that's a process that can take me days, depending on what we're working on. Then we talk about the load in process and we go into load in, whether it's into the makeup trailer, sometimes load in is also day one of filming for me, especially if it's corporate or non-union work. Then we work and that's what we do. And then we go home (laughs) and we do it all again. It depends but that's a typical day. I also go through things like contacting other clients who will be filming throughout the month. I spend a lot of time sending out invoices, thank you notes, presents sometimes, or gifts, just to say thank you for a wonderful, you know, like a wrap gift or something. Thank you for a wonderful experience. I spend a lot of time doing that. And then I spend a lot of time also upping my skill level and still being in education, you know, listening to different podcasts or attending different webinars, you know, things like that. And then I social media also, which is, (laughs) it's like, it's a never ending situation. What I think is so funny is everything that you said is probably not at all what somebody thinks of when they think you're a makeup artist. I would say 95% of our jobs is like everything. You know, the makeup is actually just that we just, okay, just, we just do our job. I think it's a really great picture that you gave to everyone. I feel like the makeup process for us, like actually putting the makeup on, even though it can be a tense situation because you're like working really fast and never know what's going to happen on set. It's the more relaxing, if you will, of all the stuff, (laughs) you know, of all the things that you go through because everything else is just very intense because you want to make sure that when you're billing someone, if you're having to do collections because someone's late paying you, your taxes, saving receipts, keeping all that organized. I mean, updating your website, you know, all that stuff. That's day-to-day business stuff. Oh God, it just kills me. And I had to learn it. My husband is still dragging me like, you're not, you got to do this. You got to do that. You know, my husband's very business oriented and if we wouldn't be as successful as we were, if it wasn't for him, I'll tell you. But it's like that kind of stuff. I never was trained to do that kind of stuff. Like that came after the fact. Once I married my husband, I was like, oh, you mean I could have a business? Yeah. I don't have to live just paycheck to paycheck. You know, oh, I can save for retirement. That is the perfect segue into my next kind of question. And so, you know, there's so many freelance makeup artists that are, you know, working as solo artists and occasionally bring in an assistant or an associate for like a wedding or a bigger job. And sometimes these artists will grow a a small team, right? You have grown a company and you started in 1990 and you started your company in 2001. And I would love for you to share maybe like, how did you decide And you didn't form, like, it wasn't kind of the natural progression to, like, owning a salon. You started a full-on makeup company, and it's, like, super successful. And so I just would like to kind of, if you could share a little bit about when the light bulb went off. I will share that for you. And, in fact, it's way more extensive than most people realize. So my husband and I 
lived in Las Vegas. That's where we met. That's where we got married, had kids. And in 1996, I think, or 97, my husband's company that he was working with went out of business. And so we started our own production company, opening something, a company called Endpoint Productions, which is actually the company we own. So my company, Epic Makeup, is a DA of Endpoint Productions. So my husband is a director. He's an editor by trade. And then we own a lot of equipment. My husband has a team of people that work for him that they actually travel and do loads of different events, major, large live events, as well as smaller type corporate video work. And my husband does a lot of the editing and things like that, but mostly directing, producing. So in 2001, I decided to start Epic Makeup and that became a DBA of Endpoint Productions. I was always working for our own company, but I decided to create Epic Makeup as a DBA. So we're very much a corporation. We're an S Corp here in the United States. And that requires loads of things that people can Google. (laughs) In California, no less. In California. In California, no less. It's very expensive to do so. There's lots of laws that you have to make sure that you're abiding by and lots of things. So I am a true corporation. So yes, so Epic Makeup started in 2001. And my goal for that was to just be able to write some things off. (laughs) Be more very specific about you know, I'm purchasing a ton of makeup, tons of disposables and in point productions was purchasing a bunch of cameras, lighting, all that kind of stuff. And we needed to section it out. Right. Well, lo and behold, what ended up happening was my career blossomed. And I was so grateful and thankful to have different clients that started booking, double booking me on days. It's like, everybody wanted to shoot on a Tuesday. You know, I was like, Oh my God, I have all these other days. Can we not just shoot on this one Tuesday? You know, I've got, you know, all these things going on. So I started searching for teams. I started searching for other makeup artists that could be on my team that I could send to a client that I trusted that they would be like me as if Melissa was standing in front of that client because of the double booking process. So lo and behold, that's where Kathy Singh came from. So Kathy became my, I call her my left hand instead of my right hand because she's left-handed, I'm right-handed. So Kathy became like the makeup artist who I just needed all the time. I mean, she was always there for me, always on time, understood what it meant to have really good work ethic great artist, grew into her artistry like crazy, grew into her hair artistry like crazy. But at the beginning, she was a wardrobe stylist. She was assisting wardrobe. And so she didn't know anything about makeup. So she's a full-fledged self-taught makeup artist who learned from me, learned from Trisha Sawyer also, and from a number of other makeup artists that she's worked with and assisted. And now Kathy does what I do. Kathy owns her own business too. She has a team of people. So it's great. And that was like a 10, 12 year relationship. And over time I've built more of a team. So I have right now, currently I have about six other artists who work with me and sometimes for me, they're not assistants all of them started out as apprentices and so that I could kind of get a feel for who they are so that they could come onto set and learn about how Epic makeup works and not feel pressured to actually perform in front of me. I think that was one of the smartest things I probably did as a makeup artist was not pressure the people who wanted to work with me on a set. 
like, show me what you got. Here's the brush, go do it. I just was like, man, I knew how that felt when I was pressured that way as an apprentice and it was nerve wracking. So I brought everybody on as an apprentice first, and then we eased them into, you know, working towards their strengths and helping to improve their weaknesses, constantly learning. And I learned from them. I mean, they brought with them all of these skills and techniques that I was like, thank you. Every single person who works for me is a good 20 years younger than me. If you can believe that too. At first I was like, oh God, what am I doing with these children? But now I know why I did that for myself. It was necessary. It was to help me keep current. It was to help me with energy levels. Like Kathy would see my energy level just dying and she could come right in and just save the day. It's beautiful. So yeah, so that's how it started and it's grown since then. And now what's actually happening is it's coming full term because I'm starting to think about retirement in the last five years of my career. I'm 53 now, and I'd really like to retire before I'm 60, pulling the kit. I might educate or I might do some other stuff, but the pulling of the kit and actually those long hours on sets and things like that, I'd like to ease into only working with people that I want to work with, but those other clients, those new clients, I would pass on to people like Kathy. So that's kind of where we're at full circle. That's where we're at now. If you are listening to this podcast and you really want to learn how to wear makeup, I mean, really learn how to wear makeup for every day and you want inclusive, accessible, unsponsored, real life and practical makeup, then look no further. I have taken the book that I've written, Be Your Own Makeup Artist, and turned it into an online course that is gonna actually hold your hand and teach you and show you visually what I mean when I'm talking about a liquid foundation versus a facial oil versus a cream concealer versus a metallic eyeshadow or a matte eyeshadow. I'm taking you through all of makeup so that you can actually confidently know what to use, when to use it, and why you might wanna use certain makeup products so that you can feel empowered and confident with makeup whenever you want. Doesn't mean you have to wear makeup every day. If you want to sign up for the Be Your Own Makeup Artist Academy, head over to nataliesaturay.com slash academy. Sign up for the wait list. You'll get notified when it launches, all the goodies. You'll get first dibs to any early bird discounts and all of that good stuff. I can't wait to see you on the inside. This is going to be a life-changing class and you'll actually walk away knowing how to wear makeup. How awesome is that? I'm not a 30-year veteran. I have a different story. Started late. I started my business about five years ago, but I've always been a makeup artist. You know what I mean? And I remember I'm like working this wedding. I had hired an assistant to help me. And she did exactly what you said. She was 19. And she's like, Natalie, she pulled me aside and, you know, taught me it's incredible. I think like so many times people think, oh, young people, they're going to be flaky, floozy, or they're going to be social media. And like, no, don't underestimate the power of like the energy that somebody that is just a little bit fresh, you know, can bring. Yeah. And you know, the thing too, about having a younger artist on set is I tend to have people who are very young in my chair and it's, nice to 
have Kathy or Dominique or Amy or Dina or somebody take over, right? Natalie and Rena, they can take over for me and they can talk the talk. You know, they know like the latest music we can play in the makeup room, you know, to make people, cause I like the makeup room to be an experience. I mean, I work with all ages, all ethnicities, all races and all sexual orientations, I should say, but it's nice to have someone who just understands that generational gap. Like, okay, I am older. We can play 70s rock and roll all day long and I'll be so happy. Give me some Fleetwood Mac and some Aerosmith in the makeup room. I'm done. It's fantastic. However, (laughs) ask me the latest, you know, rap or rhythm and blues or, you know, anything that's new and fresh, I might not know. Like I love me some Lizzo, but other than that, I might not know. So it's nice to have all these other people in the mix with you because they just help this balance. It it just creates this coolness that happens in the makeup room. And I never really thought about it before until I was doing a really huge live event and I had everybody at my team was all there. So managing six makeup artists besides yourself and hairstylist is insane and wardrobe. So it was like one massive, huge room inside our makeup and hair room was also this other small room for wardrobe. And it was just a party up in there. You know, it was music and dancing and, you know, eating, you know, which we're not going to end up doing anymore, but we had like a whole you know, catering came in, we had refrigerators and like all these, it was like, oh, great. You know, people were just, they lounged and they hung out, you know, and it was fun and it was relaxing. And I feel like it helped get those people motivated for what they needed to do once they were done with my process and we got them through, they could go out and do their job, but they were more relaxed about it. So that green room that they set up was too formal. They all came into the makeup room and it was great. And having the younger artists there, both in age and just in spirit. Yeah. And energy was great. It was great. And then literally old lady me could go, you know what? I'm so damn tired. You guys, I gotta go sit down. You know, (laughs) I'm going to sit for a second. And the girls were just like, no problem. And they were just all into it. And I love it. And there's always something that needs to be done inside of a makeup room when you're working. So the downtime, you know, the girls would chat and clean and, you know, chat about different hairstyles or different makeup trends or, you know, whatever, to the point where I was like, okay, now you guys need to also go relax, right? Please take a load off. You know, it's nice, but I'm the lady that says, hi, my shoulders ache, my back hurts, my feet. Don't be me. Like, take some time for yourself big advocate of the self-care, go do a little meditation, go make the phone calls that you need to make, say hi to your kids and husband and boyfriends and girlfriends and partners and all that. And then come back, you know, refreshed, ready to go again. It's nice. So I just feel like the young crowd, the young people bring joy, you know, sometimes bring challenges, but most of the time they bring joy. If you already know how our image goes hand in hand with our confidence and you know that you want to put your best face forward and you want to put your best style forward for the moments that matter on your terms, then listen up. 
I have partnered with Amsterdam-based Tammy Parrish, the clothing compass, to put together a comprehensive 12-week white glove program that is going to create your signature look. This is a very limited program that we are opening up in the spring of 2021. You can go to createyoursignaturelook.com to learn more, to get on the wait list, to get more information. But if you know that you want to really take your image to the next level, create your own brand identity with yourself and really make sure that you can confidently put your best face forward, no matter what, you really want to go check out createyoursignaturelook.com. It is a life-changing experience. We've had clients for years that have told us individually that our Create Your Signature Look programs have been life-changing. Now we have combined forces to make this as comprehensive as possible. This is an inclusive program. This is an accessible program. It is open to anyone who wants to put their best face forward, put the best image forward confidently. Go check it out, createyoursignaturelook.com. You said something that is so important, and I'm going to bring up your mentor, Eugenia, but you brought up something that I want to touch on. We're going to talk about mentorship, but Eugenia shared when she was on the show a few shows ago, and it's true. I think every makeup artist knows that the energy that the client or the talent gets from the makeup is normally like the last stop, right? Before whatever. And if the energy isn't good, it doesn't matter how good the makeup is. If the energy is not good, it's like a healing, a therapy session a lot of times. And, you know, Eugenia talked about, like, it's not just makeup at this point. What you're doing is exactly like, it's not putting on makeup. I mean, it is, but like, it goes so much deeper. So you mentioned a couple of mentors in a lot of the interviews that you've done. You've mentioned an interview that you had right after high school and an apprenticeship and also Eugenia. I'm going to go off script for a second. So I'm an American living in Germany. My husband, we're here for his work and my work is portable, right? And apprenticeship is a big deal in Germany. I get these calls all the time from high school girls that want to like learn makeup and they have an Ausbildung. It's a thing. It's a culture. I feel like it's lost in the U.S. So you did an apprenticeship, which is awesome that you had that clear vision as a high school graduate. And then you found a mentor after your high school. And then you managed to bump into Eugenia down the road. So you've kind of always had and known you needed a mentor. Always. So because this is not something people talk about that much, can you offer some maybe practical advice on really not just makeup? Anybody needs to find a mentor or how to become one. So can you just talk to mentorship? I would. I'd love to talk about mentorship because it's extremely important. So yeah, I was lucky enough to be kind of guided by a friend's dad to get into artistry. Also by my high school drama teacher or my play production teacher. His name is Mr. Randall. I can't even call him by his first name. Most people call him Phil and I'm like, nope, it's Mr. Randall. So he was also super important in my journey as an artist. 
because I thought I was going to be an actress when I was younger. <laughs> and naturally, so does millions of other people. <laughs> so we got into makeup artistry instead. But I was lucky enough through my girlfriend's dad to go to a makeup school, to spend three years in going to a makeup school, which is also something that I don't think people understand. And these days, makeup schools are kind of like one-stop shop. Like you could actually find a really great makeup school that is for television and film. That's kind of like the one-stop shop. You can even take special effects classes and things. But for me back in the eighties, it was do the research and follow the teachers where the teachers taught. So I started out at Blasco and ended my schooling at Blasco, but I went to other schools. I went to the Institute of Studio Makeup, which is no longer there. Um, I went to a school called Elegance Academy. So I went to three different makeup schools and three years it took me. Then the apprenticeship happened again from that relationship that I had with my friend from high school and her dad. And that uh, apprenticeship was three years of unpaid work. And it was really important. I was super young. I got fired from that apprenticeship after three years. But what I learned later was what it taught me. Unfortunately, I learned it later after this gentleman passed away. It was something that weighs on me quite a bit. But I swore to myself that I would do what he did for me, for others, um, just pay it forward. So I have actually had three makeup mentors in my life. So Stan was one of them. The second one was a gentleman named Jim Saka, who not many people know about. Jim is a retired makeup artist, sometimes comes out of retirement to work. I met him in Las Vegas and Jim was another one who showed me makeup technique, showed me style, showed me relationship building, how to be a badass chick, like don't put yourself in real weird, you know, situations, always stand up for yourself and what you feel is right. Jim was very much about that. I think he was a Marine, I think. And so he was very protective of me. And so he taught me a lot of self discipline and then also self-protection. It was amazing. And he introduced me to so many people, James Earl Jones, I got to do makeup on because of Jim. It was amazing. And he would recommend me for loads of jobs. I left Vegas nine years later, came back to LA. And that's when Eugenia was, I was introduced. I had known of Eugenia forever, totally idolized everything she ever did, did not know her story until I came back and was starting to do research and then was introduced to her at an IMATS by another makeup artist friend years and years ago, 15 years ago. And then we became friends still with the mentorship, but also kind of going into a friendship. And she is an amazing person. We found out that she and I grew up in the same town. We went to the same elementary school, if you can believe that. Most likely, Eugenia went to school with my parents my mom and my father had me when they were really young. My mom was 17. My dad was 19. And Eugenia and my mother are the same age, if you can believe that. She's ageless, the epitome of the word goddess. And yeah, so over time, we found out this crazy stuff about each other. So I'm a huge spiritualist, and I don't believe anything happens by accident. So I feel like she and I were destined to come together. Over time, what happened with Eugenia was she actually called me to fill in for her with her client, Leslie Ann Warren, who I have also been a massive fan of. I couldn't say no. 
but the whole time I'm driving to set, I'm like, Melissa, 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 get a grip, get a grip, get a grip, get a grip. I'm like, not only am I representing Eugenia, but now I'm working with Leslie. And that is just the pressure of that. Oh my God. But could not have been a more lovely experience. And on top of it all, here's another thing. Leslie's hairstylist is a gentleman named Robert Ramos, who was a friend, good friend, and worked with my girlfriend, Trisha Sawyer, who I met Eugenia West. I mean, nothing happens, not an accident. It's happened purpose spiritually. Literally, I was like, okay, this is crazy. So working with Robert, working with Leslie, filling in for Eugenia, my girlfriend, Trisha. I mean, it's just like unbelievable, unbelievable. So um, very, very lucky. And then also my girlfriend, Kim Green, who is another amazing makeup artist. She and I had started a business years and years ago called Green Street Beauty. We were inventing an app for the iPhone. That's a whole nother story. But Kim and I talked extensively about our love for mentorship. And we had started a mentorship program through Green Street Beauty. Mentorship is so incredibly important. And she was mentored and taught the same way. She was Vincent Kehoe's assistant for so long and his apprentice too. And how she got into that is a story. It's not my story to tell, but that is an amazing story. So she and I, you know, bonded over that mentorship is very, very important. I get a lot of people asking me, can I, you know, mentor with you and things like that. And I can't do it now because I have six people who I mentor. (laughs) So social media has actually helped me be that mentor maybe more globally for some people or at least help them if they have questions or whatever. So I'm blessed that social media has done that. There you have it. That is part one. I know, I know. I wish we could just finish it out, but I like to keep the episodes around 30 minutes, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but that's just the way I like to do things here. Make sure you tune in for part two. If you're binge listening to this and it's already been launched, go ahead, just keep listening. I know you're going to be inspired. Again, please don't forget to subscribe to this show and also tell a friend about it or send a screenshot and share it with me wherever you are on social media or in an email. I'm old school like that. And of course, five-star reviews always mean the most to me and the time that it takes for you to do that amazing. I am also answering questions at the hashtag AskSetare, and I will be happy to answer your questions on my social media or here on the show. So don't forget to do that. And that is all. Remember, stay healthy and stay beautiful.